Hey there, friends. Welcome to episode 82 of the Gamer Heroes podcast. My name is Cam. With me, as always, is my boy, Thomas. Yeah, boy! How's it going? It's going very well. Good, good. Glad to hear it. We also are joined by our friend, Lang. Hey, what's good? How's it going? You know, it's always good. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. always good, except when it's not. Mm. And but it always is. But when it Dude. is but when it is bad, do you know what we do have? We mm. have video games. Ah. Video games are always here for us. You know what? Video games carried me through last week because uh, I actually didn't go back and listen to how I sounded, but Cam, it was rough. Not, <laughs> oh, I said Cam and I looked at Lang. What am I doing? Uh, last week, man, we came out of cross-up, which Lang, you're at. Uh, you know, I was struggling at the beginning of Saturday morning, and I was fine. And then late later on Sunday, uh, I just pff, didn't take good care of myself. Totally got sick. We came in here on Monday. Kim and I recorded, and dude, I was bundled up pretty much in what I'm wearing now. You looked like uh, you were on the verge of death. Dude, I felt <laughs> so bad. I felt so you looked like You looked like the type of pale that you would like associate with like a ghost. Like a cartoon. Yeah. You <laughs> were basically Casper the Friendly Ghost Man, for this recording. All I it wanted was... to do, dude, that night, I slept like nine solid hours i have i sleep with an electric blanket because oh my god why wouldn't, I, why wouldn't you honestly well my girlfriend like her body gets like a million degrees mm-hmm. when she sleeps well i'm the opposite i create no body heat when i sleep <laughs> so uh i love my electric blanket so i i just slept like a rock that night um but uh if i ended up staying home sick on wednesday should have stayed home on thursday too uh but i i ended up having video games keep me company on on wednesday oh yeah that was really nice staying in her super warm apartment all day mm-hmm. and like off and on napping and apexing. It was all right. That's, that's, yeah, that's always a good that's time. A, that's always a great time. Um, little keep, little bit of housekeeping before we kind of get into a little bit more of what we've been playing. Uh, hey, uh, we're on Spotify now. That's pretty neat. You should listen to us on Spotify. You can just search Gamer Heroes. That's the name of the show that you're currently listening to right now. Uh, there's also the other stuff on the Heroes Podcast Network uh, that you can check out on Spotify as well. Go check that stuff out. It's all great. Um, and also us and the rest of Heroes Podcast Network are going to be at Planet Comic Con at the end of this month here in Kansas City. Um, come check us out. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head what days the panels are. I think ours is Friday. Ours is, is Friday right? at 4.30. Uh, there is another one, I think, midday on Saturday. I want to say that's Screen Heroes. I'm okay. pretty that sure that sounds Heroes. about right. And then another one is on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know which one that is, but you can find all that information on the Heroes Podcast, uh, heroespodcasts.com. Yep. So come check that out. If you're going to Planet Comic Con, come say hi. We would love to see you. Uh... Yeah, so video games. Uh, I started playing Ape Out this weekend, which I think just came out close to this weekend. I'm not sure when that dropped. Yeah, I know it's real recent. Uh, that game's cool as hell. Uh, I'm really into just kind of the style of it. Um, it's The sound design is really fucking just dripping in coolness. Really? Yeah, totally. So It is Devolver, so... Pretty much all of the sound is a jazz drummer. And the oh, soundtrack's yeah. like super dynamic. So as you, because basically the premise of the game is you are a gorilla breaking out of this like research facility, research facility, excuse me, and you're just kind of fucking up everything. Like you're just like it's basically get from point A to point B, and not necessarily kill as many guards as you can, but you're gonna have to like crack some skulls to get through it. And so you can like grab them, and like if you grab somebody with a gun, then they immediately just like fire their gun in whatever direction you're aiming, which is kind of a neat little like layer mm-hmm. of strategy, which I have yet to perfect because it's 
A little tricky. So um, is this game like a strategy game? Is it a platformer? So it is... I, I think it's. I think it probably could be best described as a strategy game, but it's very... It's. I don't know if yeah. I'd say it's strategy. It, so it's like, like a puzzle a, game. It, no, no, it's like a top-down action. Yeah, it's got like some uh, like twin stick elements to it. Uh, yeah. 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 But basically, you're you're just trying to get from like point A to point B. It kind of feels a little bit like Hotline Miami. Okay. Um, but yeah, you so don't like die. You yeah, and you don't like down. die in one hit, or you don't like pick up weapons or stuff like that. But like, yeah, you're like going through, and you can like just like press. I'm playing on Switch, and you press like the right trigger. And you just, like, smack a guard into a wall, and there's, like, fucking blood everywhere, and, like, you can... It's fucking cool. Uh, but you... There's, like, no menu or anything. All of the text is, like, just splashed on screen in these giant letters, which looks really cool. Um, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, I mentioned the soundtrack earlier is all basically just jazz drums. That's pretty much all of just the sound in the game. Um, so, cool. like, as, like, every time you, like, kill a guard then it, but it's, it's like a little like just like a little symbol crash but like as things like ramp up if you're like getting into some like some serious shit going on or if things are like really heating up or you're surrounded by a lot of people then like it's gonna just kind of get like more like hectic and dynamic uh it's really 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 cool i haven't played as much of it as i would like to because i was kind of busy this weekend but uh i'm definitely excited to kind of jump into that for the rest of the week uh it's really cool um it's only like 15 bucks i think it's got that kind of neat devolver charm of just kind of it's a little over the top and they're like really leaning into a style that they're absolutely totally selling mm-hmm. um yeah dude it's i really like neat. i am glad to hear that's good i really like devolver yeah uh, same. you know hotline miami was the game that got me into them mm-hmm. uh not that i even think that game is like so amazing but the soundtrack is fantastic. It's really yep. good. Yep. And uh, I had friends talking about that ages before I ever played the game. And I'm a huge sucker for soundtracks. So, you know, I, I listened to that a lot before I played it. So then when I played it, like, it, it's strange for me. I, I can handle uh, actual violence, like not in front of my face, of course, because I'm mm. not, you know, not trying to put myself in positions right, <laughs> right. around actual violence. But, uh, you know, graphic violence in movies or like realistic portrayals mm-hmm. or even like goofy 80s campy. Uh, Just like over the know. top, like very clearly kind of ridiculous in a way. Yeah, yeah. well, that, that stuff's all fine to me. It's actually like cartoon gore and violence that bothers me. Really? More really? Than really? That's yeah. interesting. And I don't really know why that is. I, it doesn't bother me quite as much as it used to, but like... The first time I played Hotline Miami, I'm like, this game's pretty sweet. These beats are, like, jamming. Like, I I really like this. Like, I really like how quickly it restarts when blah, blah, blah. But, boy, I was like, I think I have to set this down. Like, man, this is so violent. Like, it's so violent. And it was really... I felt like I was in my parents' shoes where, -hmm. where, you know, back, like, when I played Diablo in, like, third grade. And there's just you know, you walk into a dungeon and there's just blood and, and scenes of torture and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't fa- cool. this doesn't phase me. Yeah, it's just, and like you know, I, it's Tuesday. You yeah. Know, whatever. Like yeah. I saw what it was. Like I, I understood. I was like, I know what a rack is. Mm-hmm. Like I know what these torture devices are. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't really bother me. And, and, you know, here I am now as an adult, I'm looking at Hotline Miami and I'm like, oh, oh man, this is, <laughs> what are the children doing? <laughs> Sound of moral panic. <laughs> right. I think Hotline Miami is really kind of unsettling, though. Like, I think that's something For that sure. I took well, away from that feeling. Just kind of like grimy and right. just. And I think it kind of nails it too. I I really really liked my time with Hotline Miami back when I because I only played it whenever it like finally got ported to the Vita, mm-hmm. and 
That'd be a good video game. Oh, it was great. Uh, but yeah, it, it just really kind of... It <laughs> you, just... you think Nintendo will pick up... Uh... Put, put Hotline Miami on the Switch. Is it not already? Oh, well, I assume at this point it's too old for them to care yeah, about it. That, yeah, well, I but, mean, they're putting the Final Fantasy games on there. Yeah, so, they, yeah. Did put, they did put Doom on there, so... Yeah. Which goes violent direction, not the old direction. Right. Maybe right. they'll put Doom 1 on there. I should, I should play Hotline Miami again. I never played the second one, but from what I've heard from a lot of people, that's okay. Yeah, I probably played, like, three to five hours of both of those mm-hmm. games. Never got super Yeah, I, I played through it. all of the first one and absolutely loved it, but it was... It, something just kind of about like the style and like the presentation and the kind of weird, almost sinister plot in that game were really just kind of like, all right, I'm, dude, I'm gonna stop playing this with the lights off, kind it, of a thing. It's the same thing with uh, Mother Russia Bleeds, mm-hmm. which is same story developer. I mean, uh, it's made by Devolver. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, ultra violent, just ultra ultra violent, and. When I first played it, I was like, man, I love this game, but also I wish that I didn't see that person's skull, like, collapse. Yeah, like, you know. that was a lot, you know. But then after a while, I was like, okay, I'm good now. Oh, that's a new one. I haven't seen that one. Okay, that was pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, actually, it was funny. I, I've beaten that game, like, three times now because it's short enough that you can beat in one mm-hmm. solid sitting if you've got a whole crew of four people. Uh, I mean, you could beat it by yourself, but why would you mm-hmm. if you can have people to play with? And uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the backgrounds of those levels. So it's a side-scroller, right? It's a beat-em-up, like uh, Turtles in Time and all that. And uh, terribly gruesome. And in the background, like, you have all... I mean, there are, sometimes there are riots. Sometimes you're in, like, a brothel, to put it lightly, and, and all this stuff. And the things going on in the background, like, the first time I played, I was focusing on the action. Mm-hmm. The second time, I saw some things in the background... And the third time, I was just like, oh my gosh, I had no idea how obscene this stuff was. <laughs> like, there's a whole layer of stuff that, like, before, like, before I wouldn't have let a child in the room because of the violence. Mm-hmm. And now, forget the violence, I wouldn't let them in because they'd see some of this stuff in the background, and it is so adult-rated. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but anyway, that stuff's just funny to, to see yourself, like, overcome, like, mm-hmm. to become desensitized to some of that stuff, because... It's one thing to become desensitized to like a modern shooter or mm-hmm. something, but that is a whole nother level of, yeah. of a game intentionally trying to be like offensive, mm-hmm. you know, to be, that's its thing. Like and I, it's I trying to be over the, the top. I guess with the, like how Ape Out kind of handles it, it's very, very much is, it has this like really cool art style of like, you are the gorilla and you are just like, I think you're orange. And it's just like you were just this orange, there's no like outlines, there's no like defining features. You're just like this orange gorilla shaped like paint thing moving through the levels. And like it has this like neat kind of style and everything. Like all of the levels, like all of the walls. you throw bananas on the floor? You don't, unfortunately. This game sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, literally to start playing the game, you're just in this glass case and then you just like punch a dude into a wall and and his arms blow off. Hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I'm into that ridiculous shit. I thought it was fucking awesome. But uh, that game is, like, also super punishing. Like, you have to, like, actually, like, really go through and, like, plan your way out. Because there's no, like, HUD or anything. The only way that you actually can tell, like, how much damage or health that you've, like, how much health you have or damage you've taken is as you're walking along, there's going to be, like, just, like, additional, like, more and more blood spatter that is, like, your color. Just, like, is your trail walking along. And, like, once you die, it, like, goes out to, like like the screen like zooms out to the like overall like stage that you're at 
and it just shows you like a little like kind of line showing like your path through that level and then it just it's just like all right cool start over and then you just like start that level over and sometimes you get really far and it's super heartbreaking but it's really rewarding in a really cool way and i'm really excited to play more of it yeah that's cool i i like that idea of showing you kind of like your uh Mm -hmm. Not your kill cam, yeah, but showing you where like, you went like that, or Especially like, oh you man, you almost it. had it, or oh mm-hmm. whoa, you got you barely got through this part, but there's like three fourths of the stage left still. Yeah, which yeah. Do you like regenerate health or anything? Like, uh, is I think that you'd... a permanent health bar, like an invisible health bar? So I think uh, it's per attempt. Uh, I think so. There's like different stages. I'm only on like stage four. I haven't played a whole lot of it. That's not a very high number. I, I know it's not. Um, I only played it for like two or three hours. Um, Wait, say that again? Two, three hours. And you're only on stage four? I'm not so good like at it. 30 minutes? <laughs> I'm not good at it. I'm not saying I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, to rip you up yeah, or anything, yeah. but I mean, that is, that's a sizable amount of time for... Yeah, and I was also like stages. hanging out with people in the room, so there was like me just kind of like pausing it and like talking to them and stuff like that. But, yeah, that's your big mistake. Right. Um, but yeah, it'll... Uh, the uh, I completely lost my train of thought, so... Uh, well oh health regen you're talking about health regen um so like once you like clear a stage then your health comes back but other than that like you have that amount of health to get through that little stage and then if it's gone you just start that stage over cool it's okay yeah yeah it's it's kind of neat um also checked out wargroove i know i'm like a little bit behind on that but uh i really liked advanced wars wanted to pick that up for a while and finally was just like yeah fuck it i'll buy it this weekend uh played a little bit more of that than i did uh ape out and i'm i'm enjoying it so far but i'm also very not far into that game for sure i uh like just other things happened this weekend so i wasn't able to actually like spend a whole lot of time on that but uh i mean if you like grid-based tactics games you'll probably like wargroove but it's so that, far that game is kind of like i would say the uh warcraft 3 of a turn-based strategy game right because you got the hybrid of both uh, mass-produced units as well as hero units yeah yeah so there's like your commander and they eventually like as they kill units or spend time on the battlefield then they'll eventually get what's called their war groove or their groove um and like the is it first just one, an ultimate where they like dance it's, to- <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind it's, of a half serious question it, it is an ultimate basically um but it like also like uses their turn it's not like an extra like bonus action that you get or anything but yeah like the i'm, I'm just like a few levels into the campaign right now and the quote how many level. hours you'd say like 20 hours <laughs> <laughs> um shut up uh, <laughs> the uh so like once uh you get to the point where you like okay well here's your groove and it like explains that to you like the first person you get just like heals all of your units back to full in like this radius which is kind of nice because i am aggressive and not great at strategy games yeah we haven't figured out by ape out um yeah so that's mostly what i've been checking out uh this weekend and this past week uh not really a whole lot of time for games but uh lang you been playing anything yeah so uh i've actually been playing crackdown three uh Fair warning to everybody listening to this, it is actually not a good game, <laughs> but that's not the reason why we play it. Well, the reason why we play it, or at least why I play it, is because I have Game Pass and it was free. Oh, yeah. You can't really beat Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But the real reason why I'm playing that game is because I get to play as Terry Crews, and that's really yeah. all there is to it. You play as Terry Crews, you throw cars at people, you shoot rocket launchers, and you jump around. I strongly support that uh, choice. That is a good choice. Uh, you just need some dumb fun in your life sometimes. Mm-hmm. That game has like 12 other characters that you can choose. Nope. They're but, ne- but they're, they're not sick. they are not Terry Crews no, though. Those guys get benched. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. 
Cool. Yeah. So uh, I've, I've definitely seen a lot of people like talking about that. There's like, obviously like a lot of people have been like super negative on that whole thing. Uh, that whole thing being Crackdown 3 just in general. Um, I like, I haven't played it. I don't, I'm not on the Xbox ecosystem at all, but I really think that there is totally a place for oh, this game's, you know, it's not like really good, but it's like, just like this good comfort food. Just like, I just want to, I just want to blow shit up as Terry Crews with my friends. Like, that's all I want to yep. do, you know? Basically that's that game. Although there is one thing about the gameplay that I do like is the mm-hmm. fact that, um, it is purely open world, not in the quote unquote open world games today where you can technically go to other zones or levels, but you got to do these RPG elements and level mm-hmm. yourself up and whatever. Mm-hmm. That game, it's just literally like, oh, you're supposed to kill these guys or blow up these buildings. You can get around to it eventually, but it doesn't restrict you. Like the map doesn't restrict you via levels or having you be under power for certain areas like at all. That's really, really good. I like that a whole lot. Did the first two Crackdown games do that? I played a little bit of one, but it was a long time ago. Yeah, like 10 years ago when I played one, I never played two, so I don't really remember. I think they were pretty, like, quote-unquote, open as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, that, that that sounds super rad. I, I I do think that I would certainly not want to pay $60 for that, but if I was on Game Pass, I'd be like, yeah, sure, fuck it. Like, it's here. I'm paying for it. I'm paying for all these other things that are more important, mm-hmm. but I, hey, I get Crackdown for free. That's pretty cool. Like, I would absolutely check that out if that was the case. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing anything else. Is that pretty much it? So in a similar vein, um, I just like maybe a month or two ago, I finally played through a Sunset Overdrive, which is also Ooh, another Xbox I have, exclusive. I have been wanting to play that for a long time. That game, I would actually make the argument that ph- philosophically, Crackdown and Sunset Overdrive are very similar in that they're relatively open world games where it's just cartoonish mayhem, essentially, yeah. is the best way to describe them. But... Sunset Overdrive, I have to say, have one of the best movement like mm-hmm. mechanics of any game I've ever played. It's probably up there. I'd say the game that has the best movement that I've ever played was uh, probably Titanfall. Oh, um, mm-hmm. But Sunset Overdrive has fantastic movement. It's like really fun to get around the map. You have the option to fast travel, but I don't think I've ever used fast travel because mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm just going to swing and zip and grind my way across the map. It's mm-hmm. not that big of a map either. And yeah, the game like games like that I think are like really great because they're not overly well, they're not serious at all. Right. They're the entire basis of the game is just wow, you're actually just playing a game for fun. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. And I, I think Insomniac's really good at doing that. Like uh, my favorite game series, like period, is the Ratchet and Clank games. I mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. adore them. Good and games. uh it really upsets me that I have not been able to play uh Sunset Overdrive yet. Uh but yeah, like, and even, like, going forward with that movement, like, Spider-Man, like, I totally, like, never fast-traveled once, because it was just so much fucking fun to just move around in that game. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems really cool. I really, really, really do want to check that game out. And also, you saying that they were very similar kind of sold me on Crackdown 3 also, so... Uh, d- turn cool. back, turn back. <laughs> yeah, 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 you don't want to actually go there. Don't pay your, don't spend your hard-earned cash for that game. Well, I need, I need an Xbox first because Lord knows my PC can't run shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that all you've been playing or? Uh, yesterday actually, I finally also played through a uh, Ace Attorney trilogy off my oh, DS. Nice. Oh yeah. So I had that. I've uh, originally played like the Phoenix Wright games back in like 2007 mm-hmm. or whenever they came out for the DS. Obviously. Didn't have the Japanese version on the Game Boy back in 2004 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So 
what's it been, 12 years since I last played it? So I just played through all the cases and man, like it's fun, but it really bothers me that essentially no one in that entire game fictional setting or whatever understand the legal system. <laughs> like every witness commits perjury. In fact, that's pretty much the purpose of the gameplay itself is to point out your witness is lying. Um, it's a defense attorney's job to apparently conduct investigations. And okay. also they uh, not only arrest the first person at the crime scene. So if you happen to have just walked in after someone was murdered, it's your fault, obviously. Right. But also your trial is literally the day after the murder, just to make sure that it's, everything's fresh on everybody's mind. Oh, you know? of, course. of course. Yeah, that is absolutely right. We have a very speedy and expedited legal system. Mm -hmm. like, um, that is hilarious. I've actually never played those games, but the fact that they are literally just kind of all the same formula is really, really funny to me. Uh, not like saying there's anything necessarily wrong with that, but I, I, I'm just really getting a big kick out of the fact that it's like, okay, well, it, it, you basically are just this guy hired to be a lie detector. Yep. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. that's really good. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, Thomas still playing Apex? Probably. Uh, still playing Apex. Uh, I'll put that in like two sentences. I'm really enjoying the strategy element of that game of like movement and figuring out where other mm -hmm. teams are going to go. Uh, and I really like playing with my buddies because they're better at the shooting than I am, mm -hmm. but I'm better at the strategy. So it's really fun playing together because I can kind of call shots and they'll do the killing. That's that's always good. All right. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, besides that, uh, yesterday I played D&D &D for the first time in a long time. Um, it's It's been a while. I want to say it's been at least six months since I played a tabletop game uh, or an RPG where... Well, full stop. That you know, it's been six months. Mm -hmm. uh, the the group I had been playing with before was uh, one of my old buddies and people he knew, and <clears throat> and that was the longest uh, a group I had ever been with had stayed together. We played for almost a year and a half together, and it was fantastic. Uh, the first season of the campaign we did was some of the most fun I've ever had playing like a an in person game. Mm -hmm. Um, so that that was great. That uh, the game we played was a Frank Miller Sin City kind of setting, uh, with metahumans and stuff like that. It's pretty rad. And uh, I played as a dude, at, uh, with no powers, and it was really fun. Uh, he just that had, would be a really cool thing. That'd be very difficult. Like, yeah. I feel like. uh, well, it's you can buy like abilities, right? You mm -hmm. can spend points. Well, I just didn't, and they're very expensive. So I had all those free points to be a jack of all trades kind of thing. Uh, and we were all more interested in the role-playing than we were uh, in the fighting. I mean, one of our best sessions, I would say arguably our best session, uh, didn't even have any combat. We only role-played. We pick up, picked up the pieces of a disaster we had created for ourselves at the end of the previous uh, session. And it was so much fun. Uh, it was just a blast being able to be at the table with people who are equally as serious about the game, but also just very funny and clever as, as people and as players. Um, it just kept each other on our toes. And uh, the DM was a great sport. We all kind of built the world and our characters together. So instead of the DM having everything totally ready to go all the time, we would all kind of suggest what we think stuff could be. Uh, and, and also I'd never played with the, I'd never either played a tabletop, uh, before or with a group before mm -hmm. where players were willing to or encouraged to uh, take bad consequences for different reasons. And that was this past weekend or was this the uh, old group? This was the with? old one. Okay. So uh, it, that was really fun because 
you could you got these tokens that you could use to like add to your dice or you could use two of them to re-roll your dice altogether mm -hmm. or you could use one to be like hey we just walked into this bar you know this saloon or something this setting uh i want to spend one of my tokens to say that i know one of the bartenders and the dm can you know tell you if that works or not uh so the way you get those tokens is like you get some at the beginning of each session but you can also have bad things happen to you on purpose to uh you know like role play that stuff mm -hmm. to be given those tokens and so it's really fun being able to put yourself in a position where you're you're not always just trying to succeed like it can be fun and definitely more interesting when you have the opportunity to hit and you can say hey i rolled a hit but can i actually miss and you just give me a token instead that's that's kind of neat it's cool yeah it that's, adds to that's a, a really of... neat I've, I've never heard of because like most of the like dnd groups that I've, I've either been a part of or i have seen has very been much been just like oh i've got to do this cool thing and you've just got to do, do this cool, cool thing all the time. and it's us versus the dm let's right. see how we can break mm -hmm. the game right and to be honest i'm not that interested in that mm -hmm. like i don't like the well, i'm not that big a fan of the whole players versus the dm thing it's like well i I kind of like the idea that we were all building this whole thing together. Like when yeah. you walk through a doorway, maybe the DM has an idea of what's on the other side, but even through us like joking around at the table, just like throwing around silly ideas, it might give us an idea of like, well, you know, it kind of would be cool if we had a character like such and such, you know, after some running gag we've had or <laughs> something. Uh, but that, that's just really cool. So um, I was really int interested in those games. Um, we tried a couple different systems. I won't bother telling you about the differences in them, but they, uh, they were great for us because they were really good for role-playing, um, and they were pretty light and simple on the combat, which is the one thing that scared me away from D&D, &D, from Dungeons & Dragons, was mm -hmm. the actual combat. I don't love... I like the 5th edition combat more than uh, 3.5, which is what I originally started playing, uh, playing with back in high school and early college. Uh, I only played on and off, but I always played with people who knew way more about the game than I did. And every time I wanted to do something, we had to bring out the book and read it. I'm like, oh, I don't want to have to get out the book uh, every yeah, time I just yeah. want to like swing my sword. That was me. Uh, <laughs> I, I I played quite a bit of D&D &D in college with some friends. And we like started on 3.5, but eventually migrated to 5. But like I just had such a hard time just like, okay, well, if I want to do this, then it's it does this much damage. Or like this type of thing does this. Or if I want to cast this spell, then I need to like roll this check against mm -hmm. this stat for theirs it's like oh man like right i understand why it's all there and like from like a game design standpoint i think it's really cool but i just could not keep up with it and i had like this this giant book filled with it but every single time i would like okay well i printed all this stuff out and like here's all my spells okay well uh i need something else so then i have to like go and find yep. my player's handbook and it's just it is a lot yeah. but the, it's the... fun though you know. It is fun. Well, the, the other systems I had done, I'd never seen a D6 or D10 system before. Mm -hmm. So with the D6 system, it's like you your skill, depending on how good you are with the skill, like let's say I have a 5 in, I don't know, uh, agility or something. I forget what the stats are in that, in that game, but let's just say it's agility. I have a 5 in it, right? That means I roll 5, 6-sided die and evens are success like if i roll any even number it's a success if i roll any odd number it's a failure hmm. but if i roll a six it counts as two successes if i roll a one it counts as a negative you know hmm. it takes one away um so it's nice because you just have your dice and your your uh dm says all right you have to g beat a three to get this which depending on the situation might be difficult or might not 
uh, and, and you roll the dice and you immediately know if you succeeded or not. You don't have to, like he tells you a number that he usually makes up or if you're in combat, uh, you can, you know, he's got the stuff in front of him. But you know immediately if you succeeded or failed. You don't have to jump through all those hoops. And the streamlined nature of that was so appealing because, I mean, everything just went so much quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, my yep. least favorite thing of D&D is, is playing the combat and you don't know whose turn it is, but it's been other people's turns for like 15 minutes. And that, that there's is the nothing... most relatable sentence I've ever heard in my life. But then you pull out your phone and the DM's like, no phones at the table. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I just need this to be different. Yeah, and it's like, especially if it's like combat where you're like, because uh, whenever I would play like a sorcerer, like all of the fighters would be up there doing like cool shit. And I would just be like standing in the back waiting my turn where there's like no enemies within like basically a square mile of me. Uh, and like, I just like pull up my phone and then I would like blink and then like, Oh dude, it's been your turn for like five minutes. I'm like, what? what? How? And then your turn is like, I take five steps forward and now I turn. So yeah. Forward. It's just like, okay, I cast fireball. And then I just like mess around on my phone for five more minutes. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's, it's weird. Dude. At one at, at one of the tail sessions of, uh, my like 3.5 D and D experience, we had like seven people playing. There's too many people. And it was already a convoluted thing that we were doing anyway but i ended up pulling out hearthstone and playing against one of the other people (laughs) in the party dude i thought our dm was going to like explode Mm -hmm. he was so upset and in hindsight like i at the time i was like i get why you're upset but also this is not fun like this there's we should not have invited this many people like this there's nothing about this that is conducive to speed yeah i I I have been there. I've seen a group of a bunch of my friends used to play together, and they eventually it just turned into twelve people. That's what they have right now. Yeah. I ended up having Man. to Ooh. dip out. Well, now they have two DMs. They all meet on the yeah, same no, night. Yeah, no, that that group had two DMs, and like I went over there to I just like ended up watching them play. <laughs> yeah, because uh, they ended up like a lot of them were very much trying to like oh well I'm gonna to do this cool thing because i'm going to try and break the game but like right. the dms have been like conspiring behind their back because they knew they were going to do that and so they're just like all right fucking try me <laughs> and so like it, it very much became like them versus the dm but also it wasn't like a super healthy thing because it was like three of the players versus the dm when the rest of the group was just like i just want to i just want to play a game guys right. yep it's, yeah it was it was a lot well uh last sunday we, we played for a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, it was pretty much just me, because it, it was our first session, but uh, it, it is, D&D is infamous for, like, it is hard to get people to come out and, and play. Mm-hmm. If people play one time, they'll come back. Totally. But it's, trying to get people to show a, up. It's a pretty hard sell right. for people who are, like, new to it. Or know? it's, my issue isn't that it's so hard to sell, because I have people who tell me they're interested all mm-hmm. the time. But boy, if you want to see someone lie to your face, ask them if they'll show up for D&D. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and that's that's not me being like bitter about this past week. That's like this, my life experience with tabletops is like people mm-hmm. are like, oh yeah, I've always wanted to do that. Will you show up? I have totally, totally. And then the day comes up and they're like, oh, I'm sorry, something came up. Oh, what came up? Oh, I decided to go see a movie. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's right. So you decided yeah, to not show right. up. So you just made other plans. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I, I get kind of salty about that because I just wish, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not going to show up to the session, then say so. Yeah. But it's there's, frustrating. There's nothing wrong with saying, I just don't want to do it, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, like, just be upfront about it. There are plenty of reasons to either be nervous about it or to just not be interested. Mm-hmm. Or maybe uh, you wanted to play with someone else who was going to be there, but they said they weren't going to be there. Now you don't want to go. Right. And but, I, I guess, like, uh, I also have found myself doing stuff like that kind of a lot where I'll, like, make plans for things. I'm like, yeah, look, yeah, this sounds awesome. I'm really excited to do it. And the day, the day comes around, I'm like, oh, I don't want to leave my apartment at all. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. this show on Netflix is really good. So that's how I felt yesterday mm-hmm. when I had uh, pretty much everybody flake out, mm-hmm. except for one guy who I knew he was serious. He just couldn't make it this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I showed up as me, the DM, and then Max, who runs the game Night at the Well. You guys mm-hmm. should show up if you're in Kansas City listening to this. Uh, it was our first, uh, I want to say our first episode. Uh, <laughs> we we used to always say... This is actually our 82nd episode, oh. Thomas, so uh, I don't know where you've been. I don't but... know where I've been either. We had our first session, and it was nice because he had pre-made characters and stuff, and it has been a while since I've played D&D. So mm-hmm. uh, the, the DM, uh, Devin he is geared towards newbies, which is perfect. That's perfect. Uh, yeah. Cause I can invite mm-hmm. people, but also for me, like it has been a while. So I had to have him explain a bunch of stuff, but after he did, it was like, oh, okay, it's coming back to me. I, I remember all this, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I do like about D and D that I'd forgotten about, like specifically that fifth edition system. Um, we had a lot of fun and it was clear to me that, you know, when I talked to Max, actually, mm-hmm. he basically said the same thing that I did, that, like, I'm here for the role-playing. The combat is secondary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I way back when I first started playing tabletops, I just assumed that everyone was there to cast fireballs. And some people are. Yeah. But uh, there are a lot more people like me than I realized at the time. And it's super fun to just role-play that stuff out. My I picked up a paladin, a Goliath paladin, who is all about competition and stuff, right? So we went into our first fight. I didn't land a single swing. And <laughs> was I, that just bad luck, or did you purposely do that no, to get those tokens? <laughs> uh, I See, I wish that D&D had those tokens, because uh, that if there's one thing I would add to D&D, and maybe this exists in some way, because I'm not that familiar with the game, um, you know, I would really add those. But no, I was trying to roleplay it and be like, oh, you did something cool? Watch this. And just whiff. I rolled, I rolled like an eight. The, the highest I rolled. Story of my life. I rolled between an eight and an 11 the whole day. I didn't oh, roll a single God. thing. So wow. I was perfectly average. Time uh, to retire that d20. Yeah. Just but, throw it in the trash, grab another one. Yeah, just it's toss done. that sucker yeah. out. Well, it's really cool looking dice too. They're orange and blue. Man. But uh, yeah, it was cool. And the DM was real fun about it. You know, playing it all up. Mm. Uh, so... I really like that. I'm excited to play more. I was nervous to show up because I was in my PJs on Sunday. I really just wanted to stay where it was warm because it was so cold out. It was so cold. Yeah, yeah. It it's was. still cold out. It is I still hate it. so it hurts. I'm over winter, guys. I'm so I was nervous to show up, especially after my friends bailed because I was like, man, I didn't really mm-hmm. care about D and D that much. I really just wanted to hang out with my friends, mm. and they all bailed. So I was pretty nervous about it. But when I, when I showed up, I was really glad I did. I had a really good time. Uh, and depending on how things go, we might actually just merge our newbie group with the existing group nice, uh, nice. that runs every other week um, alternate to us. So uh, that'll be cool, too. So either way now, I'll be able to play with people um, and sell on a bi- you know, bi-weekly. Bi-weekly every is Every other funny. week. Yeah, it's yeah. every other week. I just say every other week. Yeah. Somebody needs to invent a word that doesn't mean both of those things. Yeah, I, I agree um cool yeah that, that sounds rad i i've i've been meaning to get out there but i also 
feel like me personally, I have way more interest in like the video game side than less of the tabletop side. Which totally. I I totally will play the tabletop stuff. I really I do enjoy it, but like I mean, if if there's like a PS4 there, then I'll probably just end up playing that most of the yeah. time. You know. Yeah. So I even told him I was like, I'm gonna come back and play D and D again, but I'm definitely bringing my PlayStation. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hand that stuff off. Because okay. I'm never going to miss an opportunity to get somebody to play one of my goofy yeah. indie games. That's right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, well, there's a lot of news that happened. So how about we take just a quick little break and come back and then talk about the like 50,000 things that happened this year. Uh, by this year, I mean this week. It's been a long day. And by 50,000, you meant 50 million. Yeah, basically. Oh, I see what you did a, there. A, <laughs> we'll be back. All right, we'll be right back. Hey there, I'm Batman, and I wanted to tell you about my friends at the Screen Heroes Podcast. They deliver sweet justice in the form of discussing movies, television, and me. They love my movies, every single one of them. Yes, even that one. Sometimes they even have me on as a guest, which is thrilling. You can find them at twitch.tv slash Heroes Podcasts, live on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Gotham Time. If you can't tune in live, the new shows go up on places like Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Gotham Radio, Demoscura Live, and Blog Talk Radio. Now, back to your regularly scheduled Batcast. Hey, and we're back. Welcome back, everybody. Um, so I did say on last episode that I was going to go by Anthem. I did not do that, but it sounds like that was a good idea. Uh, cause I guess as of today, mostly, and this is a Monday, the Monday, the 4th of March, as we're recording this, um, there's a lot of Anthem players on PS4 saying that there's some crashes that are going on and it's literally just like shutting down their PS4, but also some of them are reporting that they're just completely bricked. Like it's <laughs> yep. literally kind of destroying their PS4s, which is kind of a nightmare. Anthem of destruction. In my yeah, life. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's just <laughs> been like so a, bad. Yeah, there's been a ton of reports uh, seeing about this. There's a lot of stuff on the game subreddit that people have been posting like, hey, don't fucking play this right now like it's just not in good shape those crashes are like they're doing the thing they're like kicking you out of they're either like completely hard shutting down your ps4 just out of nowhere and it's like once it comes back up it's giving you that same error if you like unplug it while it's in rest mode oh yeah it's, it's basically just kind of like that and there's like three beeps where it's just like hey shithead don't yeah, do yeah. that again yeah um but it'll like happen multiple times and then just completely just mess up the hard drive and you have you're basically just stuck with a brick of a ps4 um and this is only reported on the ps4 right yeah so far or pc so far um i'm not i haven't seen anything that was showing like this happening on like any other platforms or anything like that but yeah there's just a lot of people talking on the forums about it a lot of people saying just stop playing it um especially if it just happens multiple times it's just going to kind of compound that issue you know but right. uh there's uh, I'm, I'm looking at the article uh, that was posted on kotaku today about it and uh as of right now which uh, 6 42 p.m uh, either their time or central time here i'm not really sure but uh ea the ea help twitter has finally kind of acknowledged that there's an issue but they don't have like a fix they're just kind of collecting information which i guess is a good start 
uh, the fact that they're even acknowledging it. Because for mm -hmm. most of today, all of the stuff that I saw was just them being like, there's just complete radio silence. <clears throat> Excuse me. So people were reporting these issues and just constantly like, just like going like, hey, developers, what's going on? Like, are you guys going to issue patch for this? What's up? And it was just complete radio silence. And that is not a great thing. Yeah, sure, it's not I, a pretty sad at all. Yeah, and I, I know you need, you obviously need to have time to like formulate like, all right, here's our plan of attack for this. Like, I'm not going to expect them to be like, Reports come in at 12.01, and at, like, 12.03, we've got, like, a comprehensive, like, game plan and stuff like that. Um, and I guess it is good that they got to this today, but, yeah, like, they're still in the collecting information phase and all of that stuff. They're trying to figure out what exactly is going on, because obviously something specific to the PS4 version. Dude, but. I I will say, uh, I think I had an issue with Apex, where my system actually did turn off, which really? has never happened before, mm -hmm. and it really made me nervous, but also that was in the midst of... Um, all the other crashes I had, which I, I realized on PS4 was because I had voice to chat or voice to text enabled, mm -hmm. which I thought was a really cool accessibility thing. But, uh, yeah, totally. I mean, I was crashing like hard crashing every three or four games and, and that's optimistic. Uh, and I still have some issues now, but they're, they're the, now the same issues that everybody else is experiencing. It's not very bad. Or it's just like kicking you after a game, like just kicking you back to the party or back to the, like the main screen or something like that. Yeah, because now it, it'll crashes. be like, oh, hey, there's an error. But then I hit X and then it puts me right back in the party I was in. Yeah. So it's not really right. an issue. Uh, on like the first few days, it was a little worse than that where I'd have to retry and reconnect. I'd have to close the app and come back in, sometimes reset my PlayStation. But even that wasn't so bad. It was just that, I would be in the middle of a game mm -hmm. and it would just hard, you know, three, four, eight, three, Oh, dash zero or something. I saw it a million times now, mm -hmm. uh, where it's, you look it up and it's just like, Hey, your system's messed up. You should like, it's a general error code. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you should probably initialize your system, which means just wipe it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do know, that. That's ideal for a free to play game. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm so gonna wipe everything I have. I, uh, eventually that's the price you pay. That's right. Yeah, for that's sure. right. <laughs> So I eventually pretty much overcame it, but uh, what I had been frustrated at was that when I had those issues, they I couldn't find any sign of them anywhere online. It didn't seem like anyone else, like even when I was Googling it, it kept trying to redirect my question. Like it kept thinking I was asking different questions, not the one I was asking. Yep. It was really hard because like, also I don't use Twitter, so I don't have access to everyone's, mm -hmm. I you know, the Twitter sphere, you can kind of see where you can take a temperature of the room so to speak <laughs> well i didn't have access to that and uh i i couldn't get any more information i ended up tweeting at respawn but of course you know turns out a lot of people are tweeting about that game so yeah uh you know so i was frustrated because i was like i have no answers and i only found one out because you cam ended up suggesting that to me mm -hmm. uh that you heard that somewhere so i did it it fixed it great awesome but if it wasn't for you i still have not seen anywhere else I'm happy that I that, am single-handedly responsible for saving <laughs> much of your free time. Me too. I so, really like that. Is that problem, um, was that a PS4 setting or was that like a game setting? It was a game setting, but it was an only a crashing error on PlayStation. That same error did not affect PC. So the weird hmm. thing about that though is, so it's not an incompatibility issue with the console then. It's like an actual feature of the game itself that was broken. Yeah. yeah, and, and yeah. what Cam had suggested, which uh, seems to be true the more I've asked other people, because I found other people in-game who had that issue, don't anymore, they found the same setting I did and turned it off, 
it, it was that if you have a lot of people on your friends list, yeah. like the more people you have on your friends list, the h- higher chance you'll have of having this error. Oh, okay. And everyone I've talked to, I've been like, how many friends do you have? Oh, like 50 online. And, you know, same here. It's like, yeah, I picked up a ton of random people over the years. Yeah, I have like yep. 10. So I had literally zero problems with that on like my end, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, also really interesting thing to note about the Anthem thing is that uh, a lot of people are saying, hey, PlayStation, can you, can you give me my money back? Like, you are literally, like, essentially selling this software that could possibly, like, break my entire system. Yeah, and that's, that's a lot different than me being like, boohoo, I can't play this right game. Yeah, right, That's yeah. like, uh, yo, I invested like, my time and money in this. Mm-hmm. Please help me. Yeah, you guys are selling something that could possibly, like, damage the thing that, A, like, is this, like, big investment that I spent a fair amount of money on, and B, is the thing that lets me give you more money, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's people saying that like they were able to get their money back. Um, I don't necessarily know if those were like confirmed cases or anything like that. I think they were just kind of like Reddit hearsay. But even then, like Sony's really stingy with the refund policy, and like the fact that like people are reporting that they got any sort of money back out of them is kind of a big deal. And the fact that they're definitely acknowledging that this is a problem. Uh, so I do hope that gets fixed. Um, I know Anthem has had kind of a rocky release. Um, just with a few bugs and I know a lot of people just not being like super hot on the game, but uh, I, I do hope that gets fixed for the people who enjoy it. And also just because that's just kind of fucked, you know? Yep. Yep. For sure. Yeah. That's just a rough situation. Uh, but at least they're being quick on their response to it. I really don't like it. Well, not, not to the extent of how long EA took to respond, but when, when companies really take a while mm-hmm. to formulate a response because they want their PR to be good, but then it's like, yo, all the good you did by formulating a response was destroyed by taking a whole week to say it. Totally. You know? Yeah, at some point, you just kind of got to get out there and say something, and it might not be like the most polished thing, but it's still better than just nothing, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. at, at least say like something that sounds reassuring of we're looking at this issue we, we know that it exists we're doing blah 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 mm-hmm. you know maybe even like even simple stuff of just like if you've had this issue please submit feedback mm-hmm. i know that's not how this stuff generally works but it, it would seem to me when there are errors like that like serious errors uh you know when my when something crashes on my ps4 it's like hey i can submit a screenshot and a video if i want to and i can leave a comment mm-hmm. and sometimes like you know the first two times an error will happen I'll be like, hey, this, this, I was in a party. I had just started the game. I just did this, that, here, and another. Like, hear a lot of my, hear a lot of the logistics of it. But after that, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not typing this out. I'm just going to send the report and hope that they understand what it is. You know, uh, well, I feel bad for that because it's like, I am angry and I'm not going to take time to type out this error 10 times because I don't know if I'm being helpful. But mm-hmm. also, I wish that I could be helpful and have something besides just that one moment right there to decide if I want to report it or not. Because I don't want to report it. I want to keep playing. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's always the thing that kind of held me back was like, all right, well, I can report this, but like, I mean, I can just close it and reopen it and then just go back to playing my game. (laughs) Right. Like it's just, it, it, it always felt like kind of a waste of time to me, even though that is super valuable information for anybody doing any sort of like bug right. fixing on yep. that stuff. How'd you break it? I don't know. I'm just, just, just let me play. It just broke. I yeah. want to go back. Right. Yeah. But uh, the other thing is, mm-hmm. uh, who knows how many of these reports they'll actually end up looking at. They might just count the number and say, oh yeah, there's 20 bugs kind of around this thing, but they don't actually look in depth into each individual case. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that could be the case. And like, especially with once you get into like bigger games, like I'm sure Respawn does not look at every single like bug report for Apex Legends. Oh boy. Like that's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> like I would say um, maybe 
50 million. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like, uh, I think, sure, you're obviously going to have, like, a team doing, like, that kind of QA. And obviously, I'm not a game developer. I don't know this stuff for sure, but I would imagine, like, you would have, like, a team of people, like, dedicated to, like, looking at that stuff and, like, kind of figuring out, okay, well, here's what we're getting a lot of reports at. We're not going to go through and, like, just check each and every single thing. Um, but this has a lot of reports, so it's something we need to kind of prioritize a little bit more, you know? Um, so we kind of touched on it a little bit, but, uh, there sure are a lot of people playing Apex Legends right now. There are. Um, uh, so what's seven. the number again? I think you uh, guys might have said remember. something earlier. <laughs> uh, I think it's, uh, 50 million. Uh, 50 million, everybody. It's a lot of people. That is a lot. That's a lot of people. 50 million in one month. That's, mm-hmm. that's some explosive growth right there. Explosive growth. Bananas. So each time we they've hit a milestone, we've covered it on here. So, uh, you know. It's huge, like we like huge the numbers. game or something. <laughs> yeah. So huge numbers. Uh, there are a bunch of simple articles. I mean, that's pretty much all the news there is. The numbers came out on how many people are playing, and that's like it. You know, that's as deep as that news goes. Mm-hmm. But when I was reading about it, uh, I said that the current-ish number of Fortnite players is 200 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Apex is only one month old, but they still have a long way to go. Um, that's just a lot of players, you know. Uh, it was funny playing Apex yesterday with my buddy, and we, there were two of us in a random, and we had just been talking about gaming with, like, kids mm-hmm. and how, you know, like, your average gamer versus us. Like, if we're going to run into somebody on an online game like a Battle Royale, there's a good chance that they're just going to be a kid. And sure enough, uh, the next game, there's a kid named Fortnite something something. I'm Hell not going to yeah. get of course. Hell yeah. And uh, so we see the name, and of course, as soon as we... As soon as we see his name, we know that he can hear us. So we both have the thought of like, oh boy, oh great. This is what we just, so we both kind of scoff a little bit. And, and my buddy's like, hey, hey man, you there? And he's like, yeah, I'm here. And we're just like, oh crap, <laughs> here we go. Uh, yeah, it has it's made me realize like I'm that crotchety old man where, um, boy, like I just don't really like kids very much. Mm-hmm. I don't love babies. I don't love kids. And uh, you know, adults are cool because I can talk to them. Or even like teenagers can be pretty cool. I've played Overwatch with a bunch of teenagers uh, over the past couple of years, and and that's all right because you can talk to them like adults. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was playing a game yesterday or uh, some time this past week, and uh, it's me, my buddy, random person. Random person immediately joins chat, and we hear this story that's just like, oh man, I went around the corner, and then I threw some dynamite, and then the dynamite exploded, and then the guy died, and then I turn around, and I high-five my buddy. And it was just like, oh, I cannot listen to you speak like this <laughs> for 15 minutes. I Like, we have to mute this. And I like I kind of felt bad, but I was like, I can't handle this. Like, I am not prepared to handle, like, a 10-year-old kid in my match. Like, I, I am genuinely sorry for this kid. Like, sorry to be the guy who just... Mm-hmm leaves chat in at least group. you're not being terrible to him yeah you know, yeah like because i was gonna say there was this one time uh a couple years ago when i used to play destiny really hardcore and we were, i was just doing an lfg for a random raid group mm-hmm. and the guy doing running the group that i kind of knew off xbox live we ended up having this i think like 10 to 12 year old kid but the dude was just railing on this kid and i'm thinking <laughs> look are you a grown ass man? Because you shouldn't be abusing children like this. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, you like, gotta lay off. Yeah. Like at some point, like you're just that that kid's just like, I just wanted to I just wanted to play some Destiny. Yeah, he wanted and to play. And then this dude's just like, hey, 
you're not allowed to fucking play Destiny. You're like, not allowed to have fun. Not, yeah, right. Not, like, mm-hmm. fuck that. That's that's awful. Yeah, I mean, the other thing uh, is I was, I was going to say is, isn't the statistic something like the average gamer now is in the roughly 25 to like 35 age group? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, feel, I feel like, um, I don't know necessarily for like, I, I don't know your guys' ages, but I am 25. Uh, and like, yeah, it's kind of weird to like see that statistic like, grow up with me a little bit even Mm -hmm. even though i'm like totally on the bottom end of that but it's it's just really kind of fascinating because like yeah like for a while they're like just the perpetuated thing which is like oh well only like kids and like just like teenage nerds just like play video games all the time and now it's like no like people who have like families and like full-time jobs and like yeah you've got like uh moms and you've got like the generation just before us Mm -hmm. you've got us you've got kids like yeah, there are a lot more young people playing games even than there ever were when we were their age. But also, everybody grew up, so there are a lot more older people and, right. and parents and stuff playing games than there ever have been. And I think that also kind of leans into why a lot of like battle royale games like this are popular, and like like obviously like Apex Legends, but even like Fortnite being just like as big as it is because like you can just hop in and like i got like 20 minutes i'm gonna play like a game or two of Fortnite, and then you just Mm -hmm. hop in and then it's just like this kind of like immediate like kind of feedback loop of like all right well i fucked this up so i'm just like done or i did really well and i'm just gonna kind of like okay well that's my time and just like go do other stuff you know it's like this kind of like almost bite-sized thing Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. i think is really kind of nice in the era of like, hey, I've got shit to do, so I can't really necessarily devote like a hundred hours to like Persona Five or something like that, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, it's like it's the uh, it's like the mobile games, like you think of Bejeweled or mm-hmm. Candy Crush or whatever games made by King, because that's what they do. It's like the model of that, where it's a very low friction, mm-hmm. like zero. You have to sit down and actually do something. You just jump in do it for five minutes jump out yeah it's really kind of nice and like i i sure i definitely do like those like big just kind of like i'm gonna sit here i'm gonna play through this game for 100 hours like once that comes out to switch i'm probably gonna dive really deep into dragon quest 11 uh but you talked to jimmy about that i have all right uh <laughs> i feel bad that he beat it and then it's like hey we're just remaking it and like putting out this extra stuff i'm like sorry jimmy um <laughs> But no, I, I was actually kind of like purposefully waiting for that to come out on Switch to kind of pick that up. But um, but also like, yeah, like I really enjoy like playing Fortnite or I have like a bunch of games on my phone that also like, oh, we got like 20 minutes. I'm just going to like dink around with something for a little bit. And it's, I think it's pretty great. Yeah, I, I like, uh, you know, as far as like bridging the gap between different age groups and stuff uh, or even having a bite-sized experience with those people, um, especially the way that you can choose to play Apex, especially like... If you're like, okay, I don't have 25 minutes to actually stick around and maybe win a game, mm-hmm. but I can jump in and lose one real oh, fast. It's yeah. be fun. Like, <laughs> dive in and die real quick. I did really like in the video that they put out saying, hey, we hit 50 million players. They had, like, this, like, big counter of, like, oh, we have, like, 1.8 million, like, uh, like execution kills and stuff like that. And then, like, it got to the point where someone shot someone with a Mozambique and it said, one question mark Mozambique kill? <laughs> that was really, really funny. That's funny. They, they know. Yeah, they that know. gun it's, is so bad. You, you, you can't not know. You've got to have one trash gun, so not every gun right. you pick up is totally. just a treasure, you know? Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, which sucks, because that gun is pretty fun and tight. Well, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, well. Um, yeah, so kind of moving along... From that, um, probably the biggest news of the week for me is that uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield got announced. Uh, Late on me. I don't know anything oh, about man, that it. that game is my jam. No, fucking same, mm-hmm, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
I am I am ready. I I I I watched that direct. I was like a little bit late for work. Sorry, boss. Uh, because I was like, oh, I'm just gonna get get let down your secrets. Uh, <laughs> it was like seven minutes. Um, I was only like two minutes late. Not okay, sure. Okay. Um, I, I I watched that direct uh, that morning and only cried like you know twice. Um, I I've always just what, what really... time in the morning was that? It, it was eight a.m. Yeah, okay. 8 a.m. Central. Central I, I guess I expected it, it to be. Yeah, yeah. I expected oh, it to man. be the same time because I don't. I barely. I think I told you last time. I've only watched two directs ever. There's the most recent one with Link's Awakening, mm-hmm. and then uh, the original Smash one, like the one where they announced Smash Ultimate. Oh, uh, so I guess I just assumed one. they were at the same time, like three-ish p.m. Yeah, it, it really uh, kind of depends. Like the kind of nice thing about like just just the direct format as like a vehicle for like getting announcements out is they can, they do can literally just want. do whatever the hell they want, which mm-hmm. is kind of nice. But the like, other thing, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say the other thing is they gotta also sync with like every other time zone because while we're sitting here watching the english version of the direct people in japan are watching the japanese version mm-hmm. people in europe are watching all their versions people in australia watch... are watching an upside down version <laughs> yep <laughs> australia problems but that's why sometimes like most of the time when it coincides with our time zones it's roughly like i think between 3 and 5 p.m yeah yeah but then that uh morning one was probably mostly directed towards directed towards um, <laughs> the Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I really liked that direct. It was exactly what I expected. It was seven minutes long, and they were just like, "Hey, we have seven minutes of Pokemon news." I'm like, "All right, cool. We're getting a new game." Uh, and I like they'd been like building up to it because it was also that was Pokemon Day, right? That was the day mm-hmm. yep. that like red was that red and green came out, right? In Japan. In Japan, yeah. So. Uh, they had been building up to it for like the past like week or so, or like a few other like days before that or something. But it was like, they were like doing these like kind of cool, cool tur- tourism videos of like mm-hmm. visiting the different regions of like the Pokemon world. And like the day, like if you like just did the math, like starting from like gen one to gen two, it eventually ended on, Oh, well, Pokemon day, we're doing a new announcement. And uh, it also just coincides with, okay, well the last one was the most recent entry, not like the mm-hmm. let's go one. I'm talking like sun and moon on the three DS. Um, so they announced them. I think they look fucking great. Dude, yeah, it looks so amazing. Um, I, I think, uh, they, I'm really excited to, like, the thing that really kind of grabbed me the most was just how cool it looks. Like, I like the fact that it looks kind of very lived in from what I saw. The art style looked really nice. Um, they are kind of going for kind of a London-inspired aesthetic, which I thought was kind well, of a yeah, neat the departure. Reg- the region is based off of Britain. Yeah, which I think is a really cool move. They showed, what's it, what is the, what's the name of the region? It starts with a G. I don't remember what it is. Um, Jonto. In what, well. <laughs> in, in the new one. Was I, it Galos? I think so. Galium? Something like that. Um, I thought it actually began with a B, but maybe I just have to look that I said. Like, I thought, you know, uh, <laughs> for the longest time, I'm pretty sure everyone also did this. They thought that the D in Disney was a backwards G, so. Uh, Galar, G-A-L-A-R. Um, which, yeah, sure, region. you know, whatever. All right. um, I don't remember the names of a fair amount of the regions. Uh, but Kanto I, and Johto, baby. That's yeah, all I got. Uh, actually, and they're also, like, the same as real life location yeah as yeah, opposed totally. to every other region <laughs> right uh i i thought i thought it looked really great um i for the first time i think in quite a while all three of these starter pokemon i'm just like yeah i love all three of these just like from the immediate get-go i like they all three just like really grabbed me i saw the meme water pokemon mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's so sad i love him yeah 
I only saw him. Of course, I say meme because it's like the Pikachu meme where right. he has his mouth open. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just saw that transpose. I was like, that was funny. That's actually what I woke up to. So I was surprised. I was like, wait, did the news already drop? Because by the time I checked Facebook, it was like 8 o'clock. Uh, and I wasn't expecting the direct to have already happened. Oh, oh Sorry about that. <laughs> no, so by the time I checked my phone, it was already 8 o'clock. So I was surprised to see uh, the news already out there. So like, not only had the news already dropped, people were already memeing that shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Man. The, the artists in the Pokemon community went to fucking work. Like, there's been some really, really cool stuff. Also, hilarious stuff, which I've yeah. been really, really into. I love the, uh, I love all the British memes people have been doing. Oh, yes. Uh, there was, like, just people like, oh, well, if it's based in Britain, then we're going to make these Pokemon. And then there was, like, oh, what's all and Disden. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for one of the yep. Pokemon, like, the evolutionary <laughs> tree, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Um, I'm, I'm definitely ready for another kind of, like, quote, mainline Pokemon game. I really enjoyed Let's Go quite a bit. More, way more than I thought I was going to. Uh, but I, I I really did enjoy, I think I enjoyed my time with Sun and Moon a lot more and just kind of going back to that like kind of more traditional thing I'm really into. Um, what was kind of your big takeaway from it? So actually the biggest takeaway, first off, I was surprised that that was the location. Uh, but then again, I was also surprised at Gen 7 being based off of Hawaii because you're that... probably aware the uh, the rumors were that it was going to be based off of uh, Germany. Yeah. So I thought maybe they were just going to do Hawaii and they would skip one and do Germany afterwards. Mm -hmm. But no, I can't even say like Germany and Britain are the same. Yeah. Um, they're pretty different. <laughs> yeah. So that was one thing that was uh, first surprising. The other thing that I'm actually – I didn't see any of was their uh, – I guess you could say their new competitive gimmick, so to speak. Like Gents – like it really only started with Gen 6 with mm -hmm. the Mega Evolutions yeah, and then the yeah. Z moves in Gen 7. I thought they were going to showcase something similar along that vein yeah. in any of the trailers, but the trailer itself was, I think, really heavily focused primarily on the locale. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think they are doing a really cool job with it. I love, like, that shot that they have of just, like, the kind of, like, what you would expect, like, the town map to look like, where it's just, like, this, like, really nice, beautiful, like, almost hand-painted, like, top-down yeah. thing, which I thought looked really great. Um, that that city just really kind of grabbed me for just how just genuinely beautiful it looks. I'm really excited to see how they use the Switch's hardware because, like, sure, the Switch isn't, like, powerful and in the way of, like, a PS4 or, three, or Xbox One. Wow. Uh, but it definitely is more powerful than a 3DS. And yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to kind of see what they do with that. And Pokemon's always been about that kind of art style and, like, leaning into an art style. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. I was a little disappointed in the art style of let's go Pikachu and Eevee. It felt very kind of plastic and like they didn't want to take any risks, but uh, I think this looks rad. Well, I, I also think it's because like the let's go games are very much, it, honestly, it, we're not their target audience. Oh, absolutely. Like, really. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They're, they are definitely designed to the people who latched onto Pokemon Go, but have never played like a traditional Pokemon mm -hmm. game, which there are a lot more people than I thought that to be the case. Well, you think, I mean, same way, same way we were talking about ages, you've got a lot of younger people who haven't played that stuff, but importantly, gaming has become a lot more accepted than it was when we were playing these For games sure. as a kid. Sure. So I imagine now that you have a bunch of, uh, like spouses and, and significant others and stuff who are like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. You like gaming? Yeah. Gaming is kind of cool. I've never played it. I've never, you know, spent mm -hmm. any time. I've never owned or bought my own game before. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll play this Pokemon game. That seems pretty accessible. Mm -hmm. And so you have just like a, a totally new uh, 
wave of players that's not a new age. It's not like they just showed up. It's just that they hadn't been accepted or mm-hmm. they hadn't accepted mm-hmm. gaming as something they could play. Right. Um, you know, and Pokemon is like the most acceptable or ex- well, acceptable and accessible game that you're going to find. I mean, everyone knows what it is. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to make fun of you for playing Pokemon. Yeah, anymore. like money-wise, Pokemon, I think, is actually the most valuable media, like, it, like the franchise, most valuable yeah. media franchise in the world, which is which is absolutely really? insane. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like night and day difference. I think like... No, like I think Sun number... and Moon, maybe? Oh, hey. yeah, <laughs> like, a, like a sword and a shield, oh. maybe? No, that one doesn't work Get as out. well. Like, like, a, like, a, like, like a, a red and a blue? Yeah, I was about to say that one, damn it. <laughs> Actually, uh, no, black and white. Yeah, yeah there you go, there yeah. Go. <laughs> like a black two and a white two. Okay, uh, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited about that. I think that is... Uh, like I love Animal Crossing a whole lot, but like this is for sure, I think, going to be the highlight of my year. Like this is oh, like my. Like... I thought you were going to suggest that like Animal Crossing was in the runner-up or for being the most. Oh no. Popular. no 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 no. <laughs> no 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 no! Animal Crossing is great, but no. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm 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 very very excited about this game. Um, I I I just really like Pokemon a whole lot. A lot of people um, do. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's really great, and no matter how many times I think, oh, I'm going to get away from Pokemon, it just reels me right the fuck back in. Yeah. I, I think I, honestly, I, I'm not, like, that into it anymore, and mm-hmm. that's okay, because I got plenty of stuff that does keep right. me. But uh, what I, the reason that I think I liked it so much, I, I have fond memories of going on vacation. Uh, like, I had blue version, my brother had red, yep. I think. And so that was pretty cool. And uh, then when gold and silver came out, I got gold. He got silver. My Our parents bought it for us when we went on vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was pretty cool. So we'd be traveling the car together, and we'd both be playing our own game. Mm-hmm. But we could trade and do all that stuff. And, you know, so if I had, like, a partner in crime that I talked about it to uh, on a regular basis, I think I could jump back in. What's but up? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> but that said... Uh, I'm really happy with the stuff I got going on right now. So yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of really good games out right now, and there I, are. This it's just a really good time to be playing games. You're absolutely correct, except um, for your wallet. No, yeah. God, oh man. Let's... The problem is, oh. <laughs> the problem is, I'm a stupid sucker for special editions. I'm actually surprised they didn't announce like a dual edition like they have with like the last couple of ones. I I would I don't know if I'd buy a dual edition, but if they're just like, hey, we have this really cool special edition, I would immediately just pay whatever they ask for it. Yeah, usually I buy the dual edition because I get one, I keep one for myself and I give the other one to my brother, mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. I keep all the special edition goodies. Oh, like yeah, that's goodies. how you do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, look, that's, I, that's I, the real reason you buy this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, I I would like just probably i would throw too much money at it if they were just like hey we're gonna sell it but also like here's a physical copy of the soundtrack i'm like fuck all right well i don't need a car or to pay rent i'm gonna buy this pokemon record <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be great all right uh, like, and here's a physical sword and a shield oh all right <laughs> that would it's be literally cool. just the master sword and the mirror shield that's yeah. all it is yeah just it's actually like... This is actually just uh, the second version of Link's Awakening, turns out. Oh, ho, ho, yeah. ho, ho, that would right. be weird. That'd be really that weird. Be weird. Are Wait, there, any, are there any Pokemon that show up in Link's Awakening? No, I don't I was, think so. I was going to say. I thought it was just Mario stuff. Yeah, it's Mario, Mario stuff. Yoshi. But the Pokemon Kirby version of Link's Awakening is actually Oracle of Ages and Oracle Oh, you're seasons. right. You're totally right. <laughs> so, yeah. You are absolutely right about that. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I look forward to that. I think they said late 2019. That's really all the details I got. I'm interested to see if... Because all of, like, the previous, like, 
quote core Pokemon games have all been forty bucks. I'm interested to see if this one just makes the jump up to sixty. They are sixty. I pre-ordered they it are? today. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm still gonna buy it. Like, there's I, I just love Pokemon a lot, guys. You, you think it? You think you think it's worth sixty? I honestly, I haven't even watched the trailer for it. You should. It is really cool. Um, I don't think it will mean as much if you're not a big Pokemon fan already. But at the same time, they look just like really fun. The worlds are super well, beautiful. I mean, they, the starters are the adorable game's always quality. as shit. Oh, totally. Yeah. So I don't think it's I don't think that's really an issue. Uh, mm. uh, but do you think do you think if another game comes out after this, you'd expect it to be sixty just like this one? If yeah. it was if it was same quality tier. Just from stuff? initial first impressions, it looked like such a major uh, jump, like a completely like evolved species. God damn. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I didn't even we had to go there. Say, we had to go there until I said I didn't even realize what I was saying <laughs> until I said that. But because originally I thought there was a huge jump between Gen five and six between mm-hmm. the just OG, saying a OG huge two. evolution. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid it all now. Right, all right. Uh, I thought that that was a huge jump from uh, Gen five to six, but I think Gen like six and seven to Gen eight is another even more significant jump. Yeah. And which gens are those? For- uh. So those are the 3DS ones. So that was the uh, Kalos one based in France and the uh, Alola ones based on uh, Hawaii. Cool. Uh, I did see some of the France one when my brother was playing. Yeah, and the Alola one was like Sun and Moon. Those were the most recent like quote core ones, which uh, – yeah, like speaking of, I, I think the biggest thing that they've done in, with those games and also moving forward to Let's Go is like, hey, let's get HMs out of here. Like I think that was a great move. Like just like the fact that it's like, hey, if you just want to fly, then just like, hey, your Pikachu can fly or hey – just call this Charizard. He'll take you places. Mm-hmm. I think that's rad, and I think that's a really cool way of doing it. And also, like that was the big problem I always had with it with a gems. Where, you always had to keep a set of HM right. slaves. Yeah, and it, right. you always like it. Kind of took away from what they were like trying to do, kind of like conceptually with the Pokemon games, where you're just like, hey, you're just gonna get like uh, some Pokemon that you really like, and just like go off and have an adventure instead of just being like, all right, well, you have to have ones that have this, or else you're not getting anywhere, you know. Um, so I'm excited. I'm interested to see if they do that stuff as well. Obviously, we don't know really anything about this game uh, other than the fact they did show off that like regular wild battles are coming back, which sure, fine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm into that. I think that's you can't do a traditional game without it at this point. I don't know. I actually the one thing I really liked about the Let's Go was the fact that you could see the Pokemon in the overworld. I thought that that actually kind of I, I fleshed loved, out the I world did, a little bit more. I did love more. that. I, I, yeah. I wish, because yeah, they did show in this trailer, like, you walk in the grass and then a random encounter shows up. Like, I am a little bummed by that personally, because I did really like, hey, I'm, I, I just want to catch an Onyx in Mount Moon, so I'm just going to go in there and not engage in anything except an Onyx, and then I'm just going to leave. I thought that was a really nice, like, respectful way of your player's time. But Yeah, I, I, did, I did like watching, like, besides the function of that, uh, I liked looking over and watching my girlfriend playing it, because it, like you said, it looks lived in, like, you can actually see the Pokemon in their environment. So it feels yeah. like, oh, there's act- you're in the wilderness right now. Instead of just like, oh, look, some grass, mm-hmm. you know, and some trainers. Or you're just going through this cave and then, oh, something just jumped out in front of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or I... being able to like ride your Pokemon, whichever ones they were. Man, when my girlfriend rode an Arcanine, I was like, it's, it's good. I'm pretty jealous. It's real good. Have you, uh, have you have you done like have you ridden like a Kangaskhan or a Snorlax? Because it's amazing. Yeah. It's really good. You're like on the Snorlax, like you and your partner Pokemon are just like clinging to its stomach, and it's just like slowly just like towering <laughs> through wherever you're walking. 
or like the Kangaskhan, like you're sitting on its shoulder and like where the baby is, it's scooted to the side and your partner Pokemon is sitting in that pouch also. And it's (laughs) the cutest shit I have ever seen in my life. It's so good. Um, so yeah, we just spent like a long time talking about Pokemon. Hey, seems pretty cool. It's, I'm genuinely really excited about it. I, I fucking love Pokemon. Um, so moving, shifting gears a lot. Uh, tell me about this, uh, League of Legends Nike deal that kind of went on. Uh, pretty much all you need. I mean, the important thing is Nike is jumping into esports as a sponsor. Coca-Cola mm-hmm. just recently jumped in as the sponsor. I could find and tell you some number for what that is, but honestly, I don't even care. Fair. Uh, but what's important is like Nike and Coca-Cola are humongous. I mean, they are yep. like the sponsors. Mm-hmm. Like they are who's bigger than them? You know, I, I have I struggle to find like more iconic sponsors. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for any sort of serious sport, and um, you know we're def I definitely feel like we're getting to the point where uh, it's not really a question of is esports worth taking seriously. It's like okay, how long is it going to take for people to catch on? Mm-hmm. Like who who's still lagging behind and and, mm-hmm. and all this? Because uh, now I see they're like oh you still either haven't heard about it, which is fine, or uh, you see you see it on the rise like. I feel like I less and less now than I did certainly a couple of years ago. I, I infrequently run into someone who says, yeah, this isn't, this is a, you know, a um, fad. Like this mm-hmm. is, this isn't going to take off. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's growing and growing. It's, it's already a huge industry. It's going to be a monstrous industry. It's just going to be humongous in like six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, Interesting to see those inevitable milestones of the Nikes and Coca-Colas jumping on board because League of Legends is a huge game, uh, obviously one of the biggest esports there is, and uh, you know they are one of the biggest sponsors there is. Uh, so just to see that, like what that means symbolically, is very remarkable. Uh, it's really hard. Like that is an easy thing to say. Like if someone asks. Well, why do you think this is big? Like, mm-hmm. why do you think this is going to take off? Well, because Coke thinks so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, it's like because it is, and everyone else is behind now. Right. Like Nike's in it. Yeah, everyone else is behind. I think the moment they cross, like, hey, this prize pool is ten million dollars. Like, oh man, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a big deal. But also, yeah, like these sponsors really do help, like, legitimize the whole thing. Yeah, they do. I mean, for a lot of people they only care about the money of it because Mm -hmm. they don't. And and a lot of people will never care about the actual sport of it, which I understand. Like I, you don't have to explain that to me. If you, if you don't see video games, well, if you don't like video games, plain and simple, if you've never played them or you don't see them as something that's worth any time at all. Also, if you don't like video games, I'm kind of impressed that you got like an hour into this podcast. Like, (laughs) to be completely frank. We all have a family member. Like, we probably have somebody we know in our family who thinks that video games are a waste of time. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not worth the entertainment value and they're certainly not worth anything else of, you know, like, I always like to say that I learned economics. Like, I learned as much from uh, video games with economics as I did in my college level course. Not to say that my college level course wasn't like worthwhile, but I learned so much about the market 
through RuneScape and Neopets and World of Warcraft for real. All right. Yeah. You're like, you go in that right. auction house and figure out how the market works. I, I too uh, stand outside of a bank and just scream at people to buy my bowstrings. Yeah. That's, that mm-hmm. is what I do. That's how you make money in today's world. Hey, yes. I became an expert on city planning by playing SimCity. So Hell like, yeah. if you guys need anybody <laughs> to design a super efficient city that has zero room for any kind of fun, I'm your guy. Okay, great. Great. <laughs> Let's talk later. Let's talk later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so uh, we, we We've all we all know somebody who sees zero value mm-hmm. in games and and would be the hard sell, right? Well, you know when you point something out like this, like the thing that will that they'll be like, oh, okay, so this means something to somebody is money. It is you know not necessarily even the price pool, but it's that Nike investment, right? Uh, you know that's what will make some people. You know my my girlfriend's dad, uh, he he's she. Wait, am I saying this right? He is very polite to me, mm-hmm. but I know that in the back of his head, he thinks video games are a waste of time. I know. I know he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's very nice to me. So, like, I have no reason, you know, uh, he's never said anything to me that didn't imply anything other than support. But I know that he is the kind of guy who's going to be, uh, like, when I tell him the numbers that we see in esports, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's, like, number of tickets sold or prize money or investments or uh player salaries like those are things that are going to change his mind not things like uh you know what i've said of like oh i learned economics he'd be like yeah well right i'm putting words in his mouth he's never said anything like this but i could imagine hearing oh well yeah you can learn that in a book (laughs) well yeah you can you totally can you can but you know just because there's value in something else doesn't mean there's not value here uh, but the big names like Nike coming in, that is a firm, that is a pillar for the foundation right. of mm-hmm. legitimacy of esports. Absolutely. Um, I actually had a pretty good conversation with a friend of mine recently about just kind of like the concept of esports and about how like there's this weird kind of like push and pull between like different groups about we should make it more like traditional sports and or we should like just kind of try to do our own thing and i was just kind of thinking i think the topic was like uh somebody was saying something about how there should be esports at the olympics which is something that i know has like been brought up to them and they've actually made like official like sort of official comment on yeah like like 2024 or something right i i don't know if there was Uh, anything ever stated well actually we had we covered this in one of our older podcasts yeah uh, i should probably listen to the show (laughs) well it's it's fine i mean i've told derek derek and uh and john who used to run the show Mm -hmm. i've only listened to like five episodes yeah you know i've listened to like three yeah not counting the ones i'm recording right but you know i i got a good read on it and then just talk to derek about what he wanted to listen to gamer heroes every wednesday Um, (laughs) uh so um, we we talked about it. They basically released something. It said a bunch of stuff, but the main thing I took away from it was that uh, it, it's inherently violent. Yeah, yeah. And, like they they drew a hard line and said like if there's blood in it, we don't want it. Mm-hmm. But I can, which is good for draw for drawing a hard line, like not right. just saying mm-hmm. like well, you know, yeah, technically you're shooting a gun in like in some Olympic sports mm-hmm. and like. Uh, you're not shooting at another person right and you're I not mean, the biathlon is literally just bond villain training that's all it is <laughs> it totally is <laughs> that's all it is and uh you know you see that stuff and i mean there's a huge difference and it frustrates me when i i have heard the argument from people saying that you know there's a difference between depicting violence and being violent and i'm like no like i, I understand yes there is a difference but you don't have your kid watch depictions of violence and say like yes the more violence 
the better like the the right. better we did. Right. And and like I understand that, you know, in war you like winning a war means that, like killing happens, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not trying to take this on a moral stand of like uh, you know, video games that have killing shouldn't be taken seriously or anything. But this is that the Olympics is its own thing that has never been about violence like of any kind any depiction like that why why does esports need to become something that's incorporated in the, into the olympics mm-hmm. like the olympics is fi- fine on its own it's going to be just fine without esports esports is going to be just fine without the olympics right yeah um, that's that's actually like kind of the thing that i was like trying to bring up because i think a couple of people i was talking to were trying to be like make the case for like yeah we should totally like get like like to them like legitimizing esports at least from my perspective of like looking at what they were trying to say is like a lot of sports, like this, you know, the sport has made it if it's in the Olympics mm-hmm. or if like that particular athletic event and like, they're trying to kind of apply that same thing, but it's really interesting. Like for esports is this weird thing because like if the way that I always kind of like describe it or think about it is if you are a big fan of, let's say if you're a big fan of the NFL, like just American football, and you're just like, okay, well, I'm going to watch just some college football. That's still, like, the same game. But if you are a big, like, Street Fighter fan, uh, but then, like, say you're watching, like, Evo or something, and, like, before that is Tekken. Like, their video games, like, their, like, fighting games are, like, this big, like, it's this big spectator, like, this big spectacle, you know. But they're fundamentally different in, like, how they handle and how they play, and they, like, operate by different rules. So it's, like, really interesting to where I think that you can't really apply like the traditional sports method to a particular like blanket esports thing, you know. So a, the, a real difficult question there mm-hmm. is, if you have something like that, who owns the rights to it? So exactly, I think that's yeah. a huge yeah. I think yeah, right. that's right. the biggest problem is the IP ownership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you would you would get into this weird like because yeah, you, uh, essentially like say like not that it will probably ever happen, but like say like they have like the overwatch world cup but say like okay well we're doing like an overwatch league for the olympics or like the overwatch world cup this year is going to be as part of like the like the 2024 olympics or whatever then like that is basically like okay well a big portion of the olympics is essentially like okay well uh it's this big just marketing vehicle for activision blizzard and instead of just being for like you you can't really separate like the company as much from like the game as much you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, I what what that really makes like the thing that I always think about there is uh on a much more basic level, Overwatch doesn't update its game like it doesn't drop like new player uh new heroes mm-hmm. very often yeah. at all. It's but, like once a year pretty much at this point. Yeah, and isn't I, it like still around three a year or so? Uh yeah, it's probably it's between oh, two or three. Yeah. yeah, and actually yeah. maybe we should put that on news this week. Did we talk about that last week? I don't think we did. I don't even know if it came out since You're welcome last week. to I don't think he's actually come out, but he looks Hey, well rad. I'll give yeah, you it's only on the PTR. I'll give okay, you the cliff cool. notes. He's he's got uh a rapid fire gun, like a semi machine gun look at thing, alternate fires like a junk rat grenade that AoE heals your team. I'm into that. Uh he's got like a Lucio boost where for a little second he heals everybody around him and then uh Oh, his ultimate has an invincibility zone. So you can still take damage, but you cannot die in that area. Ooh. So you'll get down to like, it, it looks like 10% health or 20% health or something. But you cannot go below that it's while you're in the area. And then uh, the, the game changer is he puts up this wall 
where if you if your teammates shoot through it, it amplifies whatever you're doing. Ooh, okay. uh, I assume, yeah, you can you you'll heal more through it, but particularly you'll do more damage through it. And it it seems like they're trying to break the meta of that game, which is called goats mm-hmm. for some reason, where you have three healers and three tanks. Uh, and I, I it, it's I kind of fell off Overwatch during it because you just have these unkillable tanks. The tanks will just never die. Right. Um, so they introduced this guy so that for a temporary amount of time you can boost your damage and finally kill those tanks without just nerfing smart without changing all the characters instead mm-hmm. you just had one character that temporary amplifies everybody uh, anyway that's very interesting but I wish they came out with heroes a little more often um, there's a lot more to that than you know that's not that simple mm-hmm. but the issue is that they've been pushing the Overwatch League for a long time now uh, you know it's pretty well established it just picked up in February again. Uh, the issue is like if you update your game all the time, it's gonna mess with your tournament. Right. And you mm-hmm. see that more often with games like League of Legends and Dota. And stuff. Wasn't there a report or something that came out sort of recently? I don't remember. I remember seeing this somewhere, but uh, about how like Overwatch League players are actually like confined to like a certain patch or something until like yes. a certain yeah. point. Yeah. And in that's the season. pretty yeah. standard. Yeah. Okay. For, cool. uh, just esports games. Cause, okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not really super familiar with like how logistically a lot of stuff works. Sometimes mm-hmm. I just really like just watching. It, yeah. You know? So you'll have you'll have updates. I mean. I forget uh, there there have been times in the past where a, a character's been totally overhauled, mm-hmm. but that new character is not in the game in the like championship right. yet. Okay. So people are playing old versions of stuff, which which makes sense. And the more you update a game, the more you have to take that into consideration, which I think is part of the reason why they've been in no real hurry to amp up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but that's Lucy ability uh, to amp up their uh, output of those heroes. You know, and uh, they've said that with, with the recent stuff with jobs shifting around the company in Blizzard, uh, that they're going to boost their uh, manpower over at Overwatch and churn out a whole lot more uh, surprises, they've said. Mm-hmm. So we don't really know what that stuff means, but it seems like there's going to be more content. Um, yeah, it's just interesting to see how this stuff's going to work, because like we said, the rights belong to Overwatch, mm-hmm. so they can really do whatever they want. Um, but whenever you change something in the game, that same game is the one the pros play. You know, football doesn't really change. Yeah, right. There's like rules have rule and stuff, but it, it typically is just like, all right, well, you're like kicking a field goal from this line. Yeah. Or, you're, or an or extra like they're point trying from this to line. define what a catch is again. <laughs> right. You know, I, I've talked they about... sure uh, are. I think Apex is going to be very successful because of a bunch of unique things it does as a battle royale, but the battle royale genre is like the most accessible type of, of competitive video game because... You know, you have this big island, you run around and pick up weapons, the circle gets smaller, you have to be the last man standing. Right. Like, that's all there is to the whole game. Mm-hmm. You know, there are the large intricacies. It's, it's pretty easy to understand. Yeah. Like, so that's, that's, that's like the, issue the sport. I have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, of course, a genre of a game. Right. But that's like the sport. Right. And then when you get into niche stuff like, oh, this is Apex, this is PUBG, this is Fortnite, mm. that's where it kind of gets obscured, where it splits everybody up, because even though it's kind of the same sport, they're all different leagues, so to speak. Mm. Uh, and that can be tough. It can also fracture player bases and viewerships and stuff. Um, but that's a necessary thing, because they're all different games with different owners. This isn't some some sport that as a whole is is owned by someone else who controls how these games are developed and played professionally and stuff. Right, right. Yeah, but I think uh, one huge issue with the whole, like, um, ownership is the fact that 
someday they're going to stop developing Overwatch. They might do like Overwatch 2 or maybe they mm-hmm. decide uh, – Underwatch. We, Underwatch, <laughs> yep. Or maybe they decide we don't want to be in this market, period. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, baseball is uh, like over 100 years old. But can you imagine Overwatch – or any other, like LOL, Overwatch, any other esports title being over 100 years old? That's Never, right. On Baseball ever. 2, you've heard it here first, folks. <laughs> uh, we've got yeah. the inside scoop on Baseball 2. I would like to see Blitzball become a real thing. From, like Final, from Fantasy. Final Fantasy 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just water soccer. Hey, you it, know. It, it, it's just 3D water polo. Yes, um, please. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Bring it on. Uh, yeah, that's such a weird thought. The idea of any video game sport being, hell, more than 20 years old even. I mean, Counter-Strike's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot, I mean, Ca- Counter-Strike is the closest thing I think we have to uh, an old mm-hmm. eSport. Brood you know? War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brood War still yeah. going oh, strong yeah, in Korea. Sure. Yeah, um, a lot of Unreal Tournament. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee is pretty old. That game's still hopping. And they just took it off the lineup? They did. Evo. Yes, they did. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 pretty wild yeah i don't have any really strong opinions on that but it is nice that um i'm basically regurgitating something somebody else said but it's nice to see that uh smash ultimate is doing well enough now that the community can hop on that with generally positive reception across the board Mm -hmm. enough that evo even can as an option take melee off the i think i think melee is absolutely I am not a melee player. I'm not like into the competitive Smash stuff at all. I'm that just... makes you a melee loser. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, <laughs> hit me where it hurts. Mm. Um, I, I like I like really enjoy like just kind of keeping an eye on a lot of that stuff, or like just like being a. I'm a very like involved, casual fighting game fan. Like I like watching a lot of that stuff, um, and like I really got into watching melee for a while, and like I follow like a bunch of those players on Twitter, and somebody a lot of those players. They're pretty good. They're they're pretty all right at the Smash Brothers. I they could beat me. You think? I I think so too. Um, but yeah, they, there's there's a lot of majors for Melee this year, and like I think Melee is going to be totally fine without Evo because it has gotten this far anyway. You know, mm-hmm. that game mm-hmm. came out in what like 2001, something like yeah, that. Yeah, and you got to keep in mind, Melee for a long time wasn't even at Evo. It was only right. it, yeah, relatively speaking, that was like recently, 2013 or something. Yeah, right? something like it, that. It was like a viewer's choice like poll, yeah. and it barely won. That's and so it was weird. Here being for, like, added to the years. roster yeah. so long after its release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was. I don't know if it was at Evo, but they had, it was on the, like the MLG circuit for a while. Yeah, but not at Evo for right, a while. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, and you can was... still like I'm I'm still relatively new to the fighting game scene, and even then I'm just like a casual uh, spectator. I don't even really like playing that much. I, I do like playing Smash, but I'm definitely not a super serious player. Same. Uh, it is remarkable you can still see uh, the the divide kind of between the traditional FGC community, well, uh, fighting game community community and uh the smash community mm-hmm. um you know and it's evidenced by that that right there that melee didn't immediately get into evo when it came out or even like a year or two after it was mm-hmm. a while and it's just interesting that those two things like I, they're not really oil and water but it's just interesting that there isn't as much crossover as i thought like right before they're... i learned about the mm-hmm. communities i just assumed everybody played everything right yeah like yeah. a lot of a lot of smash players like play smash games and that's kind of it like and a lot of like like a big like a bunch of like dragon ball players will like oh i want to play street fighter i'm gonna play tekken like Mm -hmm. they play just a whole lot of other stuff but like smash people typically just like i just want to play smash Mm -hmm. which is fine but it's definitely like 
a different kind of approach than like quote core FGC stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I am not claiming to be a member of that community at all. Just from like just kind of my perspective, this is kind of my take on it. Um, I think that melee being an Evo is probably a good move. Melee not being an Evo is probably the best move, especially from like a tournament standpoint. Because uh, CRTs are expensive and very hard to move around, and like <laughs> yep. that, that just becomes a logistical nightmare. Like straight up, like sure, like it, sh- it probably would have pulled in a whole lot of viewers because it always does because melee is wildly popular. But it's just a whole lot of planning and equipment and setup, and it's, it's and like a lot of old equipment that like might be in bad condition, and it's just kind of a lot to keep track of, you know. Yeah, I don't even. That's a totally reasonable point, but mm-hmm. I just think of like it's an old game. You know, mm. and I w- w- last year would it have been the oldest game on that whole roster? I think it would have been at Evo, mm-hmm. uh, at least in the main at, stage. At yeah. least in at least yeah. main stage for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, there's always like side events and stuff like that. Yeah, and I know like stuff. I guess there was like a goes... Windjammers tournament or something. Oh, but... I I heard about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, stuff comes and goes. I mean, Marvel vs. Capcom, uh, the new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't even make it to Evo its very first year, which was like, there's a whole story there. Yeah. Um, but you know, some stuff works, some stuff doesn't. I mean, you know, Street Fighter and Tekken are still going strong after, I think this is year four for, for Street Fighter. Tekken 7 is a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, like, that's my favorite Man, to watch. it is so cool. Uh, but that, you know, that stuff's good, but it's really nice to see quality stuff, um, new stuff come up. Like, I mean, for like Smash Ultimate, it's nice that that, is a quality enough game that it's not controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's know. a lot of melee players like really like kind of getting into that game as well too, which I think is really kind of a neat thing. Yeah, but um, so back to my original point. Yeah, that, yeah, we so, went on a yeah, long yeah, tangent yeah. there. <laughs> Thinking about this, like right now we're we're talking about how a huge issue with uh, melee being at Evo is CRTs. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that times five? Twenty years ago, mm-hmm. now a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. That's the, I think, huge <laughs> issue. This that... is a 100-year-old antique CRT <laughs> TV. But I think that's a huge issue with uh, that, especially investors and pe- sponsors, investors, people who are the ones pouring money into the esports scene, hoping that they get a return on their investment, mm-hmm. is they have to now think, what will this look like in 20 years, yeah. in 100 years? And especially now, like, games are moving so quickly. Like, uh, like you even like you even look back to like games that came out on the Xbox 360 or like the PS3 or like that gen like they look super dated and like a lot of those control schemes are just like kind of products of their time and mm-hmm. stuff like that and you kind of have to wonder like okay well like Tekken 7 is really big now but like is Tekken 8 going to be bigger is Tekken like 12 going to be like better like is it going to do something that's going to revolutionize it to like bring in more kind of like 7 did uh it's it's just kind of a hard thing to like it's it's a hard sell like you were saying like you just things change so quickly in this industry and in like these tournament scenes but like it like compared to something like football like football is pretty timeless you know like you just like throw the ball or like run the ball and then you get to the end zone and then you like kick an extra point or go for a conversion and that's just kind of all that it is but like you have different like techniques and stuff like that in that for sure, but they don't kind of fundamentally change how that game is played. You know, let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, we'll come back talk about a couple more news things, maybe a couple other stuff, and we'll uh, we'll see you all later. Hey everyone, this is Greg from Red Shirts and Runabouts. We're the resident Star Trek podcast as part of the Heroes Podcast Network group. 
If you love Star Trek and things science fiction, we're definitely the show for you. Join us every Thursday as we talk about Star Trek Discovery, the new Picard show, and other ongoing content and new creations from the Star Trek universe. If you want to find us, search Red Shirts and Runabouts podcast on Apple and Google Play. And if you want to interact with us as a host, you can find us at Red Shirts Pod on Twitter. All right, and we are back. Um, I just thought it'd be fun to kind of end this episode for maybe the next like 10 or so minutes. Uh, just kind of go around the room. And by room, I mean this cool little chair thing that we're sitting in, all three of us. And just kind of talk we're about... sitting in the same chair. Oh. Scoot over. Uh, no. Um, so I think it'd be fun to just kind of go around, figure out like, hey, what are you guys looking forward to this year? Now that we know a little bit more about... Like there's been a few announcements coming out that Nintendo Direct a few weeks ago happened where they basically said, hey, you're going to be playing your Switch this summer. Um, so yeah, just kind of going around the room. Uh, let's start with Thomas. It's a couple things you're looking forward to this year. Uh, you know, it's funny. This actually has nothing to do with news. Okay. Um, great. But I'm really excited. There's a, here in Kansas city, there's a flip switch VR, this cool wireless, uh, full-time VR business that has like a, it's like free roam VR. So you have a, a giant space. Three people can go into it at a time. So they have two different spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Arizona Sunshine, which is a highly acclaimed, like, shoot 'em up uh, zombie kind of game, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. And there's a uh, pirate game they have that was made in-house that has a bunch of cool stuff, including, like, you can light the cannon, light cannons on the, the ship, uh, you know, with your controller. And when you do, in real life, there's an air compressor with a thing on it that makes this sound. So you actually hear something when the cannon goes off oh, in virtual reality. That's really good. It's pretty cool, uh, and it's all wireless. They, that's the big game changer, so you can free roam. You're not um, attached to any wires of any kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is super cool. I demoed that uh, a few weeks ago for the first time. I've, I've used a Vive before, and it's rad, but to be able to just walk around a huge space like that, it's like a, at least a 20 by 20 space. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to check that out. That looks pretty rad. I think it's amazing. I really hope it, it does well. Um, I soon I'm going to have my own Vive, that, that is not wireless, because those are crazy expensive. A little too expensive. Um, I'm finally going to set that up, and I'm actually excited to use that uh, to do some fitness stuff. So, like, uh, fun stuff like um, Beat Saber, you nice. know, and, yep. and some other yep. stuff like that. You can, if you do it a certain way, there are fitness guides online. There's this there's this uh, page I, call, I follow on Facebook called VR Fitness Insider. And even though I don't own any of the games, I don't even have my VR stuff set up. I like following that because it actually has these regiments of like, all right, you're going to play Beat Saber. If you've never played the game before, like chill for like one day. Uh, but the whole thing is like you play the same game every day for an hour for a week, and then you switch to a new game. Uh, but they have all these tips and tricks and all this stuff, but it's very cool. And I'm excited about it because I like exercising. I just don't like doing it when it's not fun. Yeah, fair. Uh, so... For something like that, are they like specific custom designed levels that you play through? No, nope. or... it's it's uh, well, it depends on the game, but in short, it's doing the same stuff that everybody has access to, just doing it in such a way that is demanding in the right way to your body. Okay, that is an incredibly cool thing. Yeah, that... it's super accessible. Well, yeah. it's accessible in as much as like a very expensive VR. Yeah, right, right, yeah, right. Um, but it's nice because it doesn't require weights; it just uses your own body, which a lot of uh, different weight training regiments do, mm-hmm. uh, but it's put together by people who actually know how to make that's work. Really, really cool. I never would have thought of that. Yeah. Me neither. I stumbled upon it by accident 
because somebody I followed on on Facebook shared it. They were like, yeah. "This is cool. Never tried this." Yeah, that's so absolutely yeah, wild. If so, I had a VR headset, I'd probably be interested in that because Lord knows I am bad at working out. Yep. Um, anything else you're looking forward to this year? Any uh, any like actual like game releases? Not to like diminish your thing. Uh, not really. I the way I buy games is to wait until stuff goes on sale that fair. I know I already like. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like taking big risks on AAA games that yeah, I don't and I'm not positive I'm gonna love. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really, I don't look forward to big releases that much because I usually wait for them to go on sale anyway. So mm-hmm. cool. So yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, Lang, what about you? So as you can probably surmise from what we were talking about earlier, <laughs> number one thing I'm waiting on is Pokemon. That's definitely my number one thing. Hell yeah. Um, after that, I'm also looking. I'm kind of looking forward to uh, the new Fire Emblem game because Fire Emblem is actually one of my favorite series of all mm-hmm. time too. Very into that tactical uh, RPG uh, strategy based game. Um, outside of those, I also am looking forward to. I think uh, I think Gears Five is supposed to come out this year. Yeah, and it's mostly yeah. because uh, you know those games come out usually around November. That's around Thanksgiving or Christmas break is when my brother and I just play co-op and we just blast through the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's more like a personal, like, fun thing for me to do. Uh, but, yeah, there are a lot of good games, and I just want to keep it short and just only list those. But I'm also – one thing – last thing is I'm really excited about is, like, I have Game Pass. I also have, like, the uh, Nintendo Switch um, online thing where mm-hmm. it's, like, their NES Netflix. Like, I think that model is definitely a new uh, – great model for gaming because now i don't have to spend 60 dollars buying triple a games or actually not even triple a games a lot of any new right. major game that comes right. out at 60 bucks and instead i just pay you know t- five ten bucks a month to have this library of games yeah i think it's a it's really cool. really cool thing and uh, like game pass obviously being like the shining example of kind of what that service can be i think game pass is genuinely brilliant um, i think it's really cool i think nintendo's on the right track but I mean, NES games are kind of a hard sell in 2019 if you're paying money for them, you know. Uh, but eventually, like they're gonna have like so many of them, you're gonna get into them. Like Kirby's Adventure just came out for it, and that game rules. That mm-hmm. game is really good, uh, and I probably will end up playing that instead of the things that I said I was going to play. So, um, yeah, as far as uh, me, um, obviously Pokemon, but I think we've hit that point home mm-hmm. pretty hard. Is there a new Pokemon game coming out? Uh, no. Oh, it's not. next year. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, obviously like Animal Crossing, um, I've always been a, so I've only actually played one Animal Crossing game, but I consider myself a really big Animal Crossing fan. And it was the one for the DS. Uh, played like maybe two, three, four hundred hours on that yeah, thing. Yeah, Wild World, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so great. The greatest shame of my life so far is the fact that I like almost, I 100% of the game except for catching that fucking coelacanth fish that only really? shows up in the rain ha uh, anyway oh you uh, would hate the i'm not bitter about it at all nope oh um, i said you'd hate the 3ds one there's like three or four of them oh great thanks um i still got a lot of fish to catch in stardew yeah, yeah i am i i can't get into stardew valley but that's probably uh, a... i think actually i think i'm done with that game really yeah i had i had a good spot i had a lot of good fun mm-hmm. uh maybe i'll jump back in it later um but i it's not that interesting to to, to go into the logistics the details of it, but right. uh, I had a lot of fun, and I'm kind of at a point now where I'm like, okay, I think I've pretty much seen what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Now, if I like progress, I'll unlock stuff that makes me better at what I'm already doing. Yeah, but I've pretty much seen the stuff. 
uh, and I like it. I, I mean, I could imagine going back to it like a year from now, mm-hmm. uh, but I think I'm good. Yeah. I think I'm good. I, I'm kind of back on Hearthstone these days. Uh, I just bought, uh, actually at our friend Max's uh, suggestion, I just bought Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 for my phone. Hell, oh, I, yes, yeah. you I didn't did. realize that was Hell, a thing. yes, you Also, did. it already froze once, like after I booted it up like five minutes after, so... Uh, we'll see how long this goes. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's my mobile fix for a little while. Fair. Um, I I guess to like close out my like three that I'm looking forward to. Um, Astral Chain looks fucking cool. Yeah, it does. Uh, that game looks really cool, and I am a sucker for over the top anime bullshit in my video games, and that is certainly that. And also, <laughs> I just really love Platinum. Uh, ever since uh. Really, like, I liked Mad World a whole lot, too, and, like, I've kind of at least touched all of their not-licensed games uh, up until, like, recently, you know. Um, but I'm I'm very, very interested in that. Uh, I will at least try it out and see how I like it, but I'm sure I will probably end up buying it and just playing through the whole thing. Um, but yeah, like, touching on mobile fixes a little bit, um, since I finished Kingdom Hearts 3, um, I jumped into the Kingdom Hearts mobile game. Which I cannot put down. Kingdom Hearts mobile. There's a game? Kingdom Hearts mobile game. Um, it's a gotcha game. So like you're okay. like yeah, it's basically it's like all right, well gambling simulator. Kind of yeah, <laughs> essentially you're basically like okay, well you've got this like premium currency and you're spending it to roll for these JPEGs, and these JPEGs do these cool attacks yeah. and you can like level them up. I have a problem. Uh, it's fun. It's okay. uh, it's a, it's it seems a little bit more like well made than a lot of the kind of typical like cash grabby. Mobile yeah. games. I can't hate on it. I spent a year playing Fire Emblem Heroes. Hey, so. you know, there's, yep. there's, it happens. Yeah. there is yeah. zero shame in this podcast room. Um, but I think uh, <laughs> I think for now we'll go ahead and leave it at that and call it a show. Uh, thanks everyone for sticking around. Uh, thanks, Lang, for stopping by. Uh, yeah, thanks for having yeah, me yeah, here. Absolutely. It's been it's been really good to have you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you uh, if you guys are interested in checking out more of what we do, uh, you can check us out at ggkc.com for a us at uh, ggkc um we're also at gg underscore kansas underscore city on twitter uh, you can also follow us on i believe it's here uh, gamer heroes at gamer heroes pod on twitter mm-hmm. yep and uh you can check out the rest of our shows and a bunch of our stuff at uh, heroespodcasts.com uh so i think uh, we'll leave it that for now uh signing off for tonight uh behalf of uh tommy Thomas. What? Tommy. Oh, what Thomas. are we doing? What am I doing? I'm, I'm taking my headphones I'm off. I'm really tired. See you guys later. Good night. <laughs>